Welcome to Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton and Eric Nimmer. So if you've given much thought about the mechanics of how you're going to get paid after you retire. Now, David Blanchett, he's the head of retirement research for Morningstar, says there's actually some disagreement over how that should work. Retirees are an odd bunch to some extent. You know, so when, when I do research on retirement, you know, I assume that people are going to spin down their nest eggs, like you, you save to spend it. But that's actually not what happens, right? People in retirement really like the idea of living off of income, right? They want to leave the principal alone to kind of, you know, hedge against an uncertain lifespan. You've got healthcare costs, you've got bequest goals, all these things. And so I think a lot of retirees are saying, well, hey, how can I generate income from a portfolio? That's a great question. So what's the difference between just spending down your nest egg and using that nest egg to generate income? Yeah, and I think this is a good show to talk a little bit about numbers and try not to make anybody's eyes go blurred <laughs> by by too much finance talk. But he's absolutely right. In in theory, most retirees come in saying, hey, I don't care what's left for my heirs. It's not that important to me to leave an inheritance for my beneficiaries. And I know that is truly how they feel. But when it comes to practice, you know, when we get away from the theory and look at the practice of it, most retirees don't like seeing their nest egg spent down. So for example, we had a couple come in today and and they had a half a million dollars that they had saved up. And we were just kind of walking through the strategy and the plan and we were talking about a withdrawal rate. And if your money earns X and you're taking out this amount, does it touch your principal or not? So for example, on a $500,000, they were talking about an income level of $25,000 a year from that $500,000. Now, okay. it's easy to do the math and say, okay, that's a 5% withdrawal rate, right? A 5% withdrawal rate on 500000 gets them that $25,000. If they don't want to touch their principal, they've got to look at their average returns being higher than 5%. Otherwise, they're going to go backwards. We're all on the gotcha. same page there, right? So, And there's different rules of thumb. So, some people say you should never, uh, they're a 4% rule, a 4% withdrawal rate or a 3% or a 6%. And what we don't really want to see happen is people having to change their income level or their withdrawal rate based off of a certain year's economic benefits or difficulties, right? right? So, so, oh, the stock market, my accounts went up 18% this year, I'm taking out 8%. And then the stock market goes down 20% next year, so I'm not only not taking anything out, I'm taking 20% from my savings and putting it back in. It just doesn't work out well. That's not a sound income plan. And so what people will do is they will come up with a conservative number. Now, let's say those conservative numbers are somewhere between 3 and 6%. And, and we'll use for this example, we'll use a 5% withdrawal rate on a portfolio. If you assume that you're going to have over a long period of time that you're going to average a 5% and you decide that that is going to be what you're going to withdraw, or you're going to average better than 5% returns or gains in your retirement nest egg. And when we say retirement nest egg, that might be your stocks and your savings and your that might be in an annuity, that might be in bonds, that could be in commodities, gold and silver. But let's just say you're assuming you're going to do better than 5% over the long run. Then you look at that and say, okay, I should have no problem year over year taking out 5% per year, right? Mm -hmm. Are we on the same page? Okay, so that's, so that you can understand the assumption. Now let's say, um, Joe and Jane retiree feel that they have that philosophy. They've got half a million dollars. They think over the long run, we're going to average 5%. But Joe and Jane retire in the year 2000. 
All right. Oh. And in the year 2000, we look back and we say, okay, well, if we remember right, I know for, for some of our younger listeners, they weren't even born yet, but for most people, they'll remember that's when the technology bubble burst. Yep. The next year, we had the September 11th terrorist attacks in 2001. 2002, the market still was down, hadn't recovered. We had three down years in a row. And over that period of time, the stock market in general went down 50%. All right, most of the major indexes. Now, imagine Joe and Jane retiree who retired at the beginning of the year 2000, and they were also taking out $25,000 a year from their $500,000. So now they've taken out $75,000 in withdrawals, plus their accounts may have dropped 50% from the market high, right? Mm -hmm. Which means they're down around $175,000 into year three of their retirement. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying now? Yeah. And all of a sudden, they thought they had sound wisdom and conventional wisdom saying over a long period of time, the market will average better than 5%. And, and looking back in the last 20 years, it will have averaged better than 5%, except for this couple would be out of money. Yeah, no kidding. So be, what, what do you do about that? Right. So, so, so this comes to our very first rule of retirement income planning. And this is different once you retire than any other time in your life. And when I say retire, I mean, anytime you begin starting to take withdrawals from that nest egg, you need a different train of thought. And that is the ability to reduce or eliminate losses is far more important than capturing all of the gains. Ah, interesting. All right. So that that is that is an important fundamental lesson we get so trained during our working years, right? When you're contributing to the 401k, what's my return? What's my return? What's my return? What's my return? Once you start taking income, you should say, where's my floor? Where's my floor? Where's my floor? What's my safety net? What's my safety net? What's my safety net, right? Uh Because if Joe and Jane retiree had had a setup where during the down years, they're they're only going to stay, their worst case scenario is they're going to stay flat, not have any growth, right? Just to have flat years. Right. And they're still taking out the $25,000 per year for those three years. Well, the worst case scenario then would be they still have $425,000 after a year three of three bad years in the market. Okay. that's Compared still... to one seventy-five. Yeah, they're still way better off. And so then when that recovery year happens like it did in, in 2003, where there was a 20 plus percent return, if they're then poised to get some decent returns moving forward, better than you know the five or six percent, then they're going to be able to ride that average out. And a five percent withdrawal rate may not be obnoxious. It may not be one that they should be too concerned about, so long as they've done the most important thing, which is understand and protect themselves from major losses and major risk. And what I'm describing here, Doug, is something that's called sequence of returns. Right. And all that's describing is is in the years, what years or at what phase in a retirement do you have good years or bad years? We can't predict that, True. yet that has major consequences and benefits on what your nest egg will look like. So what do you do about that? I mean, because I, I can imagine me as a retiree seeing my my money go down and that $175,000, that's going to drive me crazy. I mean, right. you say they were uh, retired since 2000? 
Right. So, so in this example of somebody of somebody retiring in two thousand, then they, that's what would have happened. Now, the couple that came in today that we were talking about is we were having these very same conversations real time about what the world looks like in twenty twenty one, and we say, okay, with their half a million dollars and wanting a twenty five thousand dollar withdrawal rate, mm-hmm. then my conversation becomes about let's understand sequence of returns and the importance of preservation of wealth more than growth on wealth, right? It's, gotcha. And so that's what we had the conversation about today. Let's put your plan. And so what we did is we put together a proposal for them and a plan that showed that 400,000 of their 500,000 would not be subject to any stock market volatility, meaning that if the stock market goes down for losses, right. if the stock market goes down, they're not going to lose any of their money. Right. And so that's that became that first thing to help eliminate and to protect from negative sequence of returns, having down years happen at the wrong time for their retirement. So we made sure that we were putting a floor on over three quarters of their money. Then that gave them the ability to take some risks with the other $100,000 of their money and make sure it's liquid and, and, and certainly could be invested in something that has a little more breathing room for positive and a little bit more um a more aggressive standpoint from a risk factor because the $400,000 is protected. And and yet it's in the type of account that will probably still yield somewhere between 5 and 8% okay. over a long period of time, uh, over you know any period of 5, 10-year, 20-year period of time. They'll st- still probably average between 5 and 8% with their safe money, but then they can be a little more aggressive with the other $100,000. So now as they look at the next 10, 20, 30 years of retirement, taking out 5% of a withdrawal rate, they know that they have alleviated or protected themselves from big, huge market losses, if there are those losses. They've still positioned themselves to capitalize on some returns, if there are returns to be had out there. But more importantly, they set themselves up so that that $25,000 a year withdrawal rate or income stream they're going to generate on top of their pensions and social securities should never be devastating or catastrophic to their long-term goals and plans. Find out more at AshtonWells.com. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashton & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.